the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Just like Kevin from uh, The Cure, the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me album of 1987. And I remember when I heard that song. I couldn't give you the exact moment that I heard that song, but I was uh, a young lad of 17 years old in high school. Um, and and I'd sort of been a fan of The Cure, not really um, a huge fan, but it was that, that moment. Um, that I really started to take more of an interest in The Cure and then didn't get to see them uh, in concert until 2016, um, which was an epic night at Madison Square Garden. I mean, it was over three hours. Uh, they basically played every, almost every song from their entire catalog. Uh, it was just amazing. I remember my wife and I left, and they were still performing. I mean, it was like 1 o'clock in the morning, and they were still going. So uh, pretty amazing. And, you know, when you, when you deal with performers, um, usually there's a rule with unions uh, if you go past 11 o'clock, it's, you know, you pay a penalty and then you're paying time and a half <clears throat> on top of all that. Well, I don't think they cared that night because they just kept playing. And sometimes you bite the bullet and that's the way it goes. What are you going to do? Listen, we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, craft beer guest that's going to join me in a little bit. News and notes to get to. You can follow me a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, I could explain them all, but I'll do that in the next segment because I, I, I get tired of repeating it over and over again. And by now, if you've been listening to this program for six years, you should know where to find us. It's pretty simple. But coming up in 20 minutes, Mark Edelson, he's the co-founder of Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant. They have a new beer box subscription service Mark is excited to talk about. And they have a bunch of charity things as well going on. One that hits home uh, in terms of pediatric cancer uh, that Mark's wife is involved in and the restaurants are involved in as well. And we'll explain that. And some other stuff as well. We'll chat about that along with those other things. Uh, coming up in just about 20 minutes from now. I think the last time we talked to Mark was back in, uh, back in March of this year. So excited to talk to, uh, to Mark again. Should be a lot of fun. Now, the South Carolina Brewers Guild um, is doing something on October 15th that is new to them in the state's capital of Columbia. They're hosting the first annual Best of South Carolina Craft Beer Festival. It's a marquee event that will present itself as the state's largest gathering of craft breweries on record. 
Attendees will have a rare opportunity to partake in South Carolina's largest ever gathering of the state's breweries that lets customers explore the state in a glass. Festival will feature over 50 participating breweries, including Birds Fly South Ale Project, Edmonds Oast Brewing Company, Revelry Brewing, Liability Brewing, and many, many more. All participating breweries must be South Carolina Brewery Guild members. The event will also serve as a fundraising effort for the South Carolina Brewers Guild to help fund awareness and legislative efforts benefiting all of South Carolina craft beer. Festival is going to feature food, live music, a VIP experience, which is, which is optional. All of the variety uh, of South Carolina beer you deserve, desire to sample. Now, uh, the event is on uh, Eventbrite for tickets. Uh, general admission tickets include a commemorative tasting glass, unlimited craft beer tastings from breweries around the state, live music, food available at an additional cost. VIPs get all the same thing, but you get a one-hour earlier entry to the event, access to the VIP lounge, where food and non-alcoholic beverages are included, exclusive tastings of South Carolina Brewer Gill's award-winning craft beers. General admission is from 2 to 5 p.m. The VIP hours uh, enjoy their experience from 1 to 5 p.m. I found this on uh, porchdrinking.com. If you want to look up uh, any of the information, just go to Eventbrite and do a search for the South Carolina Brewers Guild, and you will get your information right there. Uh, we've talked about a number of things that are happening in New Jersey. Uh, the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, of course, June 3rd and 4th of next year at Bader Field. Tickets will go on sale in December for just the beer. The artists will be announced in February. Uh, excited about this event. And this is going to be one of those things where I am hoping that this time around I, get, I go with a large group of people. Because my best friend Mark and I have been going to this thing for years now. Got to be over eight years, nine years now I think we've gone. This will pro- I think this will be our 10th year that we're going. Um, pretty sure. I always say that and then I'm wrong. So I'm probably wrong about the 10. But anyway, I digress. It's a great event. Now it's held outdoors. Uh, the music is awesome. The beers are great. You don't even get a chance to drink all of the beers. It's so expansive. Uh, it's a lot of walking. I mean, I'm dying by the end of the day. I was so sunburnt uh, last time because I forgot to put sunburn. Uh, I forgot to put uh, sunscreen on my face, which was kind of stupid. Uh, but I will, I will improve on that for next year. But it's a it's a fantastic event, and I want to go with a large group of people. I want to go with a group of people. I want to walk around. I want to have a good time and enjoy myself. And we're going to do that next June third. Uh, uh, and fourth at Baderfield. Um, acbeerfest.com is the website for all of the information there. Now, the Made in Jersey Festival, it's coming up now. I mean, we're in October already. Wiggins Waterfront Park in Camden, New Jersey, Saturday, October 22nd. It's just a couple of weeks away, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. The rain date is October 23rd for the, at the same times. The entire event, a spotlight on New Jersey. There's going to be New Jersey craft beer there. There's going to be New Jersey uh, alcohol, um, wine, mead, uh, cider, oyster farms, honey producers, farmers, crafters, and so much more. Food trucks are going to be there, too, presented by the Camden County Board of Commissioners, along with Brewery Strong and Visit South Jersey. Uh, the Seed, Twin Elephant, Icarus, Zigmeister, Axe and Arrow, Carton's going to be there as well. It's going to be a lot of fun. You absolutely uh, do not want to miss this. I will be there. It's going to be fun. We're going to have a great time. We're going uh, to raise awareness for Brewery Strong, but we're going to have a absolutely fantastic time the entire day uh, at Wiggins Park, Saturday, October 22nd. Cannot wait. Now, on that same date, South 40 Brewing is doing their second year anniversary. Uh, That's on October 22nd from noon to 10 p.m. There's going to be live music, food available for purchase via cash or Venmo from Industry Squares, plenty of beer, and a special small batch brew tent. 
Now, the interesting part of that is they're going to have food available for purchase. So a food truck's going to be there, which against the ABC, they're not supposed to. Hmm. Now, um, if you didn't get a chance to listen to my special podcast of Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing Company, you definitely want to check it out. Um, Chuck and Death of the Fox is the first brewery to sue the Alcohol Beverage Commission uh, in New Jersey. There's a lot of things going on there. Definitely check that out and listen to it. Um, it is something that you really want to uh, uh, you know, listen to and, and get aware, raise awareness for what's going on here. The legislature still hasn't done anything to pass any laws to help the breweries. Uh, they are sort of dragging their feet. Um, I, I've spoken to a number of people uh, over the last uh, several weeks, and I found out that a lot of, which is of no surprise here, a lot of the politicians have no idea what is going on with the breweries. They're supporting them, they say they're supporting them, and yet they don't really have a clue as to how the breweries operate. When in the neighboring states in New York and Pennsylvania, they have a completely different set of rules. And it would be great if you could level the playing field a little bit and allow New Jersey to do some things. They're not asking for everything. They're not asking for the same rights as New York and Pennsylvania. But they are asking for some things to be relaxed. That should be an easy job. The governor could have done this by executive order. He's waiting for the legislature to do something. And every day that goes by that they don't pass something hurts these breweries. Listen to that special podcast with Chuck. You will certainly enjoy it. Killsboro Brewing, our good friends there, they're celebrating five years as a brewery on October 15th. There's nothing else really to report right now. As soon as we know more, we will let you know, including what beers are going to be there uh, and all kinds of other good stuff. And then finally, Odell Brewing, um, thrilled to announce a major step forward in carbon reduction with the addition of a CO2 recovery system to their Fort Collins Brewing Facility. Now, we spoke with Rob Vanderbilt last week from Echo Friendly Beer Drinker. CO2, obviously very important uh, for breweries. So, uh, you know, obviously breweries of all sizes utilize carbon dioxide in two key parts of the production process. One is a natural byproduct of fermentation that enters the atmosphere, then again to reintroduce CO2 to finish beer in the form of carbonation. This unfortunate double dip, according to Odell, in CO2 consumption requires that it both be produced and purchased. But Odell's new CO2 recovery system not only nearly eliminates the venting of CO2 to the atmosphere, but also reuses it in the finished beer while eliminating the carbon emissions of producing and shipping finished CO2 to the brewery. Odell Brewing anticipates within one year, this new recapture system will prevent 1.4 million pounds of CO2 from entering the atmosphere per EPA calculations. That equates to the annual carbon emission of 70,000 gallons of gasoline. Installation of the system has already begun. It will be fully operationalized by April of next year. To achieve these carbon reductions, Odell partnered with Pentair out of Denmark. They've spent many years engineering and developing equipment that's scalable to breweries of Odell's size. After nearly a decade, Pentair has achieved those goals. If you want more information on this, odellbrewing.com slash impact on Odell's commitment to sustainability. That's awesome. I'd like to see more breweries do that. It will help the environment, certainly. When we come back after a short break, more news and notes from around the beer world, including more on that lawsuit that Chuck Garrity and Death of the Fox Brewing is bringing to the New Jersey Alcohol Beverage Commission. This is the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer.
And welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. The late, great Stevie Ray Vaughan and Empty Arms, an alternate version of the original song, which was on the, um, oh boy, now why am I forgetting the name of the album? Ugh. Uh, Soul to Soul. That's right. Wow, I had to think about actually I had to think about that for a second. So on the original Soul to Soul album, Empty Arms is actually a much slower song. And the person playing both guitar and drums on the song, Stevie Ray Vaughan. It wasn't Chris Whipper Layton. Apparently, um Stevie was in the studio, started mucking around with the drums with a much slower beat. They decided to record it. That's the track that stuck on Soul to Soul, but the original version of Empty Arms was supposed to be the one that I just played you. Much more upbeat, quicker, uh, personally a version I like better than the uh, slower version of the song, but excuse me, there you go. Anyway, I digress. I love music. I love concerts. I just love going to see live shows. I've been talking about this way too much. It's one of those things where I have that itch that I need to go see another uh, live show, and I don't think my next live concert is not until December. That's a long way off. We have to we have to find something in between. Anyway, coming up in ten minutes, Mark Edelson, the co-founder of Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant, they have a new beer box subscription um, service that Mark is very excited to talk about, and it it sounds like a really cool um, subscription that is unique. In terms of a lot of other subscription services, I'll let Mark explain it and what it's all about and some other things as well. Uh, that's coming up in just about 10 minutes from now. Uh, Tom from Muckraker Beer Maker uh, shared some news earlier this week on uh, social media, on Facebook. And uh, he writes, some exciting news to share with everyone. We've signed the great team at 12% Beer Project as the exclusive U.S. wholesaler of our wild and spontaneous beers. Our early focus will center on distribution in New Jersey and New York City, but 12%'s national and global reach means our beer will know few geographical boundaries. The news does not change how you buy Muckraker unless you run a pub, bottle shop, or restaurant. Look for kegs starting to roll out in early October. On a personal note, I could not be more excited to work with the folks at 12% and to have my weird, funky, wild beer join their amazing portfolio. Onward. That's really cool. So uh, excited about that. Uh, 12% Beer Project does a great job at distributing a lot of, um, a, a lot of great beers uh, from a lot of um, very small breweries uh, all across uh, this great country of ours. So that is, uh, that is really cool. So kudos to uh, Muckraker Beer Maker uh, for signing on with 12% Beer Project. That's pretty cool. Uh, Rupee Beer. So when you uh, think of beer, you wouldn't necessarily think of India, right? Beer in 91 has been around for a number of years now. But really, that's the only Indian beer that I can really think of. Well, Rupi Beer is on a global mission uh, to become a household name in the food and beverage world, branded as the global beer for curry. Its award-winning recipe is unforgettably smooth, light, and refreshing, pairing exceptionally well with complex and spicy world cuisines such as Indian, Thai, Middle Eastern, and Mexican food. Already making a splash in the restaurant and beverage segment, its fast-growing appeal makes it an ideal new product consumers and business owners are dying to try and stock across America. Again, that's the press release. Rupee, as of this month, expanded its reach by picking up distribution across New York City, Washington, D.C., and Virginia, all key markets where they are set to exceed growth goals and meet market demand, which has been asking for 
rupee for quite some time. So this is very interesting. Um, an Indian beer. I don't, you know, like I said, Beer 91 has been around uh, for a while. Um, I, I think it's caught on to some extent. It's not a bad beer, uh, Beer 91. They make some good stuff. It's nothing exceptional. It's nothing that I have to have, but it's it's good. It's drinkable. I, I'm not going to say that it's it's a terrible beer. It's not. I'm interested to see what this rupee beer uh, will be like and will taste like and wondering if it will be in these different restaurants. I'll have to take a trip uh, to a, an Indian or a Thai restaurant or something in New York City to see if they actually have this beer. Now, um, earlier this week, did a special uh, podcast with Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to uh, listen to it, you can download it wherever you get your podcast. You'll see it up there. It's a 30-minute standalone show, no ads, no nothing. It's just 30, 30 straight minutes of me and Chuck discussing uh, the fact that he sued the New Jersey Alcohol Beverage Control um, about a week and a half ago. And what he is basically saying is that the ABC did not follow proper procedures when implementing these rules uh, that started in 2019, were suspended, then uh, reinstated, and then finally on uh, July 1 of this year were starting to be enforced. So what he claims, Chuck, is not only did they not have a public uh, you know, forum for people to comment on it, but they're also infringing on First Amendment rights. They're trying to tell the breweries how they can promote themselves on social media, which is not the purview of the NJABC. Um, that's a free speech issue. issue. They're telling the breweries, essentially, well, you could put an ad up in your in your brewery that you're having so-and-so in to play guitar. Well, unless you're in the brewery, how do you see that ad? Why is it that restaurants are allowed to promote their events on social media, but breweries in New Jersey aren't? So that's his argument. Does he have a strong case on both of those? Yes, I think he does. I think he can win on both of them. Um, whether or not that will actually happen, I don't know. Uh, but if you want to listen to the podcast, the podcast, the uh, the special podcast of Death of the myself with Chuck Garrity from Death of the Fox Brewing, absolutely check it out. Uh, you will not be disappointed. It is a really, really good interview. Chuck gives uh, some more perspective on uh, what is going on with the NJABC, why he's suing, um, et cetera, et cetera. You definitely want to check it out. Now, Weldworks, in the spirit of the Great American Beer Fest, releasing a tri- released a triple threat that includes the 2022 vintage of Weldworks' iconic Media Noche and the last barrel of the Midnight Magic series. Uh, tickets are already on sale now if it's not sold out at Eventbrite. Uh, bottle pickups begin on October 5th at 11 a.m. at the brewery, 508 8th Avenue in Greeley, Colorado. Pickups will end on October 23rd at 7 p.m. So here's the three beers that they've released that you can order now. Midnight Magic 3, the last barrel on the left, an imperial stout embodying patience and planning, making its return to the bottle for one final blend. They barreled a batch of one of Midnight Magic in April 2018, batch two in July of 2019. One barrel was left behind from each of the two blends. The blending of these barrels gives you the Oak Monster that is Midnight Magic Volume 3. So this is pretty cool. It spent a lot of time in different barrels. Um, and so combined, they make the longest barrel-aged stout Weldworks has ever crafted. Then they have the 2022 Media Noche for the 2022 Vintage of Weldworks flagship barrel-aged stout. They decided to showcase their favorite Buffalo Trace Distillery br- blends, uh, brands, um, 
This was selected exclusively from batches of Media Noche aged for 22 to 24 months in freshly emptied Blanton's 15-year bourbon, Thomas H. Handy's six-year rye, and E.H. Taylor's six-year bourbon, and Eagle Rare 10-year bourbon barrels. That is pretty cool, and I'm sure that is a banger uh, of a stout. And then finally, Starry Noche. Uh, this vintage started as a carefully selected blend of Media Noche batches aged, aged for 20 to 29 months in a variety of freshly emptied Old Fitzgerald 14-year bourbon, Elijah Craig 19-year bourbon, Cesaric 14-year rye, Blanton's 8-year bourbon, Eagle Rare a 10-year bourbon, and Henry McKenna 11-year bourbon barrels. They rested for over two years, and then the blend was conditioned on more than three pounds per gallon of toasted coconut flakes, raw coconut chips, and finished with toasted hazelnut. Wow. That sounds really good. Finally, Firestone Walker, uh, about a week or so ago, released uh, Parabolita, a flavorful extension of the brewery's iconic Parabola barrel age Imperial Stout. Uh, this is the first ever canned vintage beer. It's now available in single 16-ounce cans in all Firestone Walker markets. It lands with a salted caramel flavor theme that complements the more approachable Parabola drinking experience. Um... They uh, aged the selection of Parabola for one year in premium bourbon barrels, then blended it with a complement of Velvet Merlin Milk Stout to create a silky mouthfeel and a more approachable ABV of 9.2%. So it's a high ABV, uh, but not, you know, that 12, 14, you know, percent uh, range. Then they infused the beer with Madagascar vanilla beans, cocoa nibs, and sea salt to achieve a full salted caramel style expression. Wow. 16 ounce can. I've got to do some searching. I, I'm remiss in that I have yet to pick up a lot of stuff from Firestone Walker that I really like, and I've you know missed out on a couple of things over the last several years. Uh, that's something that I need to pick up in a 16-ounce can. That sounds like one of those beers, Friday, Saturday night, by the fire, maybe a cigar, crack it, pour it, and just let it warm up over the course of an hour. That sounds like an enjoyable evening. When we come back after a short break, Mark Edelson, the co-founder of Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant, will join me. This is the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Welcome back to the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, the name of uh, this band is called The Record Company, and this track happens to be called Make It Happen. Uh, this is from All of This Life, an album that came out quite some time ago. They only have two albums out, and they've got a third one that'll be coming out uh, sometime next year. This is a band that if you have not seen yet, you need to make it uh, a priority. They are awesome. Got to see them last year at Irving Plaza. Uh, as the pandemic was ending, and boy, let me tell you something, uh, what a night it was uh, listening to this group. Uh, three pieces, they're just unbelievable, and the energy and the power that they have out of three pieces is just amazing. Again, the name of the band, The Record Company, you definitely want to check them out. Now, my next guest from a brewery brew pub 
who definitely makes things happen. They started a little over 25 years ago. And for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs, which are around 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, and Georgia as well, just go to ironhillbrewery.com. Let me welcome back to the Craft Beer Cast on AM 970 The Answer, Mark Edelson. Mark, how are you? Al, how are you doing? It's great to be back. Well, it's been a few months since we last spoke back in March. You guys were celebrating 25 years as a company. How have things progressed over the last several months since we last spoke? Terrific. It really has. You know, we're coming out of the pandemic, just like everybody in hospitality, and and people can't wait to get back and drink great beer. Yep, that's true. And I know you're wrapping up Oktoberfest this week at all the restaurants, but before we get to why we're having you on the program today, I mentioned on last week's program... You guys were doing a fundraiser uh, to help out pediatric cancer and an involved dessert and beer. How did this start, and how can people donate or get involved? So we've been involved since 2004 with CureSearch, who funds uh, childhood cancer research uh, nationally um, since 2004, and we've always done a program with them where uh, we have a signature dessert and we donate a portion of the of the proceeds from that to them. And since 2004, we've, uh, we have been able to raise over $300,000 in donation wow. uh, for CureSearch. So uh, we've been a longtime partner with them um, and have always done the dessert. But this year we decided to step it up a bit. So uh, September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And so for the month, um, we're donating 75 cents from every dessert on the menu. Not just our current signature de- dessert is the... Uh, Triple Chocolate Hill, mm-hmm. which uh, that in itself, if you think about it, is a mechanic brownie that's, you know, not great for you, but great right. for cancer, I guess. <laughs> Good fundraiser. But all of our desserts were donated to it. In addition to that, we did a collaboration beer, actually, with them. And um, it's a peanut butter porter. Uh, and I have to tell you, it is absolutely fantastic. You think about peanut butter porter and you go, hmm, mm-hmm. not quite sure if I want that, right? But right. you when you taste it, it knocks your socks off. Oh, that's awesome. Our, brewers did, our brewers did a tremendous job putting that, that together. That is great. We're talking with Mark Edelson, one of the founders of Iron Hill Brewery, the brewery celebrating 25 years in operation this year. For more information on the brewery and their brew pubs around 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, Georgia, just head over to ironhillbrewery.com or here on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. So, Mark, let's chat about the Iron Hill beer club it's a subscription-based service what does it include and how much does it cost so uh, this club is uh the culmination of 25 years of passion for for me and the, and the brewery team um you know basically what it is like you said it's a uh it's a subscription program so you you sign up and every quarter um you will get you'll get a box of beer right and, and basically you'll get four styles of beers that are exclusive and not available to the public. So this is such a great outlet for our brewers to really uh, work on some real, a lot of different types of beers that they want to try and they want to have a, a group of real aficionados within the Iron Hill family that want to try these beers and give us feedback on them. And so uh, every quarter you can come in store and pick up the box and do that. Now, um, so it's $40 per quarter um, to, to join, right? And, and like it's any subscription, you can do that, or you can do a, a, buy it for a year-long subscription if you want. Um, 
But as soon as you join, you don't have to wait for the next quarter. You can go in and get your welcome kit, right? And so uh, the welcome kit includes um, four of our flagship beers, including our Russian Imperial Stout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes a lot of materials, too, a couple pint glasses, and then a tasting log and journal, and then information on all the beers. And so every quarter with those new beers, you're going to get some exclusive swag. And, and again, it gives you access to give us feedback on these beers. You know? So it, it really is an insider's group, and, um, and it's really taken off. And it, it's a great way for us to, to give back to our loyal beer customers. And, and, to be, and to be honest, at that price point, a lot of beer and a lot of uh, stuff that you get for a very, I mean, inexpensive price when you're talking about uh, all that. I mean, listen, an average four-pack is anywhere between 16 and $24, depending on where you're buying and what you're buying from. So that's pretty good for, for 40 bucks a quarter that you're getting these exclusive beers that you can't get anywhere else. Now, as I'm understanding it, you can't ship these boxes. You have to pick them up at whatever pub that you choose to get them at. Is that correct? Absolutely. So, yes, it's not a shipped one, so you have to live within reasonable distance of an Iron Hill. But with uh, with uh, 19 Iron Hills and our and our tap house um, as our 20th location, it, it certainly is. Uh, there's a lot of ground that we cover up and down the uh, East Coast. And so, yes, um, as it comes up, you can come in and pick up your kit uh, as you know, it will be available in November, mm-hmm. February, May, and August each year. You get to come in and, and try the new beers that are out there. And, and, and then we'll use that information to decide, hey, do we want to release this to the public, yeah. you know, and uh, or maybe we want to put it into retail. So we're going to really use um, the feedback of our loyal customers to, to really uh, to do that. Well, that's you see, now that is pretty awesome. We're talking with Mark Edelson, one of the founders of Iron Hill Brewery, the brewery celebrating 25 years in operation this year, uh, 19 locations in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, Georgia, ironhillbrewery.com. For the beer club, it's ihbeerclub.com uh, to sign up. We're here on the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. And, you know, it's interesting, Mark. Lots of people have gotten, uh, gotten into the uh, beer box business. Some have had success, others not so much. What I do like about this concept is that all of the beers that you're going to be releasing to these people are not beers that you can get at the brewery. They're all one-offs. Uh, they're all sort of a, a creation that the brewers have put together. And now, and you mentioned it, some of these could come back around and be released to the general public at some point based on the feedback uh, of those that are drinking it. Is that correct as I understand it? Absolutely. And the other thing is they are absolutely fresh, right? You right. know, some of these clubs, unfortunately, I think uh, you don't always get the freshest beer with them. So um, this is a, this is such a great opportunity for the beer fans of Iron Hill. Uh, to really get the insiders tour, and, and and Mark, if somebody was signing up, and let's say they, you know, they're they're picking a place in uh, in South Jersey, and they live maybe in the New York City area, maybe they live you know far enough away. How long is the window for them to pick up the beer as it's being released quarterly? Uh, it'll be about three weeks. Okay. So um, you know, we want to give a window for people to get in and, and get their kids. Right. But you can always reach out to us. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we will make whatever arrangements we need. If, you know, you're traveling the world or in Europe or something, <laughs> going to miss it. Um, you know, we'll set it aside for you. I have to tell you, I, I saw the I saw the website over the weekend when I was writing questions. And I noticed the uh, if you sign up for a year, it's one hundred and eighty bucks. I mean, for one hundred and eighty dollars for four beer releases for the year. Right. I mean, and we're talking starting this year, going into next year. That's a lot of beer. 
for a very affordable price for some people. Absolutely. And it's a lot of great beer. Right. right? It's not just beer. It's, it's, it's the best that we're going to have to offer. Uh, all right. Last question for me, Mark. I see here on the Iron, uh, Iron Hill website, come up October 6th, you're having your first annual fall festival. Can you tell the folks a little bit of what th- this is all about? So we're doing this at a couple of our locations. Um, we're doing it in our Voorhees, New Jersey location, and our Wilmington, Delaware location, and our Huntington Valley location. Right. So those we have kind of outdoor beer gardens in all of those locations. And, uh, you know, uh, it, we, we're wrapping up our Oktoberfest, but it is still the fall season. So we have some wonderful, great products available, uh, not just our German products, but also, you know, it's pumpkin season. And everybody rolls their eyes these days about pumpkin, but you know what? Everybody still cinnamon is the magical spice. Mm-hmm. I always say that, right? And so a, a lot of uh, different pumpkin beers that we have, some barrel aged pumpkin beers. I, I I have to tell you, one of my favorite beers is uh, aging pumpkin beer in rum barrels, right? Oh. And so, yes, right? Yeah. And so um, we're gonna have a lot of different things, but in addition to that, a lot of fall food. Uh, really festive atmosphere, um, you know, bring the family kind of thing. So, uh, you know, it's a time to enjoy this as we as we love in this part of the country, the change of season. Right. Right. And uh, and, and the fall foliage. Uh, it's an opportunity to put together great food, great beer and family activities uh, all in one place. See, Mark, I'm not the biggest fan of pumpkin beers, but when you say pumpkin beer aged in a rum barrel, I think of a fire on a on a nice chilly night where you just kind of have to curl up a little bit, and that seems to me like the perfect beer to sit by the fire and sip while the fire is going. Absolutely. My guest has been Mark Edelson, one of the founders of Iron Hill Brewery. The brewery is uh, 25 years in operation this year. And for more info on the brewery and their brew pubs around 19 locations, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, South Carolina, Georgia, ironhillbrewery.com, their new beer club, you go to this website, ihbeerclub.com. It's a great deal, uh, a, lot of, a lot of very good beer for a very good price. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining me tonight. Very much appreciate it. Al, thanks for having me. You got it. Up next, it's time for Suds and Duds on the Algatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Final segment of the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970. The answer, Bruce Springsteen. That's right. That was Bruce Springsteen singing, Do I Love You? Indeed I Do. Um, He is putting out a new album that is no guitar from him playing. Essentially his voice, just his voice. He had wanted to explore during the pandemic uh, singing different songs that he really enjoyed. Um... But with no, you know, him playing guitar and focusing on other aspects of songs, vocal stuff, very cool. So that is the uh, first single that was released from the album. I think the album is coming out uh, shortly. Very, very cool. Uh, I like it. It's a different take uh, from Bruce. And um, 
Listen, whether you're a Springsteen fan or you're not a Springsteen fan, I'm not the biggest Bruce fan in the world, but I did see him live almost 20 years ago. And I have to tell you, uh, an amazing live performance. That's a guy you got to see live once. You have to. The energy that he has still at his age now in his 70s. Um, he takes excellent care of himself. He's 70-something, but he he probably has the body of a 50-year-old. Not my 50-year-old body because he wouldn't be running around the stage like that. Anyway, let us uh, move on here on our final segment, uh, which, as always, is Suds and Duds. Um, so I broke the seal last week. Been about four weeks since I had uh, alcohol, and uh, was at an event that uh, Scott Wells had invited me to from Bolero Snort. They were doing a uh, Oktoberfest or an Oktoberfest in the city of Carlstadt, which is where Bolero Snort is located in the borough of Carlstadt in New Jersey. So um, they were having this event on the uh, sort of they took over sort of like these, um, I guess a town square. I guess you want to call it. I I, I don't know. Anyway. Um, they were the only game in town in terms of beer. They had an enormous turnout. They weren't sure if they were going to get a lot of people. Well, they did. Uh, a lot of the people from Carlstadt turned out, obviously others as well. Um, and they had a couple of different beers on tap, uh, which was cool. Uh, they had an IPA, of course, their Oktoberfest, which I'm going to review in a moment. And then they had their um, pumpkin spice mucchiato uh, as well for a little bit of a change of pace. They had vendors there. I was supposed to be there to judge a, f- a food contest, uh, but turns out I got no food. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. We were apparently waiting for the mayor of Carlstadt. He showed up. I don't know what happened, um, but suffice it to say, I didn't get to eat. I ended up having to buy uh, a meatball sandwich from the vendor next door. Fantastic meatball uh, parm sandwich, by the way. Um, But that was five or six hours later. Anyway, what are you going to do? Oktoberfest. uh, was the beer that I started with. Big, big glass. They sold two different. You can get a, a big liter, half liter. Um, so I got the big leader cause I figured I'm here. I'm, I'm sitting around waiting. I might as well have one. Uh, I thought this was better than last year's version. I didn't think last year's version was, um, I, I don't want to say up to specs. Last year's version was good. This is better, much better. Um, and the cool thing is if you buy one of the glasses, you get a button, which I didn't get, but they know me there. Um, and you go in and get discounted fills at Bolero, uh, I believe, uh, through the end of October. Uh, which is kind of cool. So um, that was a, a really good beer. Then I had the uh, pumpkin spice uh, mucchiato, which is re- very tasty. Uh, good stuff, not super sweet. Uh, if you're not into a really sweet, sweet stout, this is definitely one for you. Yes, the pumpkin is there, uh, but it is uh, a delicious beer, and kudos to the folks from Bolero. Uh, they had you know people that used to work for the brewery, people that are currently working for the brewery. They had to change a lot of kegs. They had to do a lot of different things uh, last Saturday, and you know what? They really kicked butt in doing those things. So uh, kudos to the folks at Bolero. It was a great turnout, and they cannot wait to do it again uh, next year, which is really cool. By the way, the uh, Chicken and Pete's event at Egg Harbor, uh, at the Egg Harbor Township location, uh, that was uh, done in conjunction with Brewery Strong, an enormous success. Uh, a lot of people turned out for it on Thursday night. I couldn't make it. It's a little far for me on a school night. Uh, to get all the way down there, even if I'm not drinking, and then to drive all the way back, that's tough for me. Um, and then to come into work uh, the next morning. So uh, I heard good things. Uh, the event was a big success. Raised a lot of money and awareness for Brewery Strong, which is awesome. A great way to celebrate 10 years of New Jersey beer, of the uh, the bill being signed uh, by uh, then-Governor Christie to allow um, breweries to expand and offer different things. 
which is really cool. So uh, kudos uh, to the folks at Chickie and Pete's, and kudos, of course, to my good friends at Brewery Strong. That's awesome. Uh, Weldworks sent me a can of Little Man Space Junkie Sour. Um, this is a, a good beer. The black raspberry shines through on this. Um, it's not super thick. It's thin. It's good. But if you're expecting one of these um, crazy sours that has a lot of thickness to it, that you got to roll the can and all that other stuff, that's not that's not this. This is almost straight up um, like, you know what I would, you know what? I know they did this with Little Man Ice Cream. I would almost relate this to a black raspberry soda. It's a beer. It has that beer quality, but it definitely tastes like a black raspberry soda, like a Fanta soda. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Uh, It's a good beer. I enjoyed it um, very much, but that's what it reminded me of. Um, I had gone to a barbecue a couple weeks ago and brought over my uh, my buddy said, you know, hey, listen, can you bring some beer? So I picked up a four-pack of uh, Icarus Brewing's Crashing Down, which I brought over. Now, I took a can um, and, um, you know, obviously for quality control purposes, and ended up having it last week. A solid double IPA. Really good. Um, I think the theme of this was uh, Space Junk was crashing down uh, from China, and I think that's the theme that Jason was going for on this. Uh, By the way, kudos to Jason from Icarus and his uh, volunteer fire department uh, in Tom's River. They all ran the Tunnel to Towers uh, run last week in their fire department gear. That's pretty cool. I think that's great. So uh, kudos to Jason and Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org if you want to uh, um, if you want to donate. $11 a month. That's all they're asking for. Uh, they help build homes uh, for catastrophic, uh, for veterans that suffer catastrophic injuries, for people that, soldiers that don't come home, for first responders. Um, you know, all those folks, they do so much work. Uh, that organization is probably, if, if you're looking to put any money into an organization that does charitable work, you can't get any better than Tunnel to Towers. T2T.org uh, is the website. And I don't Listen, I don't get paid for it. Um, I wouldn't get paid for it. They're a great organization. Frank Siller, what he does. The man is doing God's work, folks. He really is. Um, Source put out a coffee stout a couple weeks ago. I bought it. I didn't drink it. So it's been sitting in the fridge for a couple of weeks. It's a nitro stout. It's one of those smash pours that they have. Um, and they called it. Probably the best coffee stout. And you know what? I would agree 100% on this one. Uh, Super smooth, creamy, amazing. I'm loving the fact that this is an under 7% stout. Uh, What a great pour, you know, from the smash pour. But it is silky smooth. The head is creamy when you drink it. You know, you're supposed to wait as it cascades up or whatever. I waited long enough, and then I had to take a sip of it. It's a fantastic beer. I'm glad I got a couple of cans left of this because... That is a beer that I'm going to savor uh, for quite some time. It is, uh, it's delicious. In fact, I probably should have bought uh, two four-packs of it, but it is a delicious beer. Probably the best coffee stout. If it's on tap at source, do yourself a favor, have it. It's delicious. And by the way, their new uh, beer garden opened in the back. They put out uh, some fire pits um, and a private area. It's adults only, um, no kids, no pets, just a place where you can go and sit and relax uh, you can look over at Delicious Orchards, at uh, you know what's growing on the farm. Really, really cool. Finally, uh, Founders had sent me a bunch of beers. I didn't get a chance to uh, dive into the uh, barrel-age stuff because I'm, I'm probably going to do that this weekend or maybe next week. 
Uh, but I did crack open the can of All Day Chill Day IPA uh, that they put out. I have to tell you, for a national brand, for a national brewery, uh, a very good sub-5% IPA. A decent bite, very nice flavor on this. This is definitely something that I could see. You're sitting out with friends. Uh, there's a fire pit going maybe. Um, or maybe you're just you're doing yard work, uh, you know, raking up leaves, branches. You know, you're doing, you're doing kind of cleanup duty. Uh, this is a great IPA to kind of sit back, relax, uh, and enjoy. Very delicious. All day, chill day um, IPA, under 5%. I think it's 4.8. Uh, a delicious beer. Uh, don't get me wrong. That's definitely something that's got flavor to it uh, for under 5%. Everybody's looking for these 6 7 8% bombers. Um, you can do yourself very well with some beers that are under 5%. All day, chill day by Founders is definitely one of them. Folks, we're out of time on the program here. Uh, my thanks to everybody involved in the show, uh, and also my guest, Mark Edelson from Iron Hill uh, Brewing. Uh, the Beer Box subscription is out. You go check that out. Uh, you, it's definitely something that you want to do. Uh, it's a quarterly subscription, and it's beers that you will not get anywhere else but from them at the brewery curated for you, which is kind of cool. And, of course, last but not least, the great Buddy Watson. Back Monday on the Joe Piscopo Show at 6 a.m., this has been the Alcatulo Craft Beer Cast on AM 970, The Answer. Cheers, everybody. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.